Welcome, hello, this is Apostolic Truth Today, and my name is Derek, the host of the show. And for those that don't know, this is a podcast. again for tuning in for today's podcast. It is my pleasure to uh, have you here, and uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get to it here on this Friday. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the fear of the Lord. We're going to first break that down as to what that is, followed by some examples in the Old and New Testament. And finally, to top it off, uh, we're going to go over God's mercy, love, and his covering. So we we live in a a world right now with everything going on with the COVID-19 and and, and mass hysteria with everything else, and everything seems to be disheveled and, and, and going down. There's one thing that's pushing among the rest, and that's disunity and fear. We're going to be looking at fear. There's a lot of fear and panic. Um, it's being pushed like it was never pushed, you know, prior to what's going on today. And when we look at fear, what are we fearing? For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. So if we're not to fear, where do we put our fear? Well, the answer to that question is we the only fear that we should have is our reverence and true fear of the Lord. But people don't want to listen to that. People don't want to be fearful, one would say, of the Creator that, that loves them. Obviously, the Creator that is a Father. Obviously, the Creator that has love and is merciful. That, that actually, He is love. And he is merciful. But the thing is, though, he is also a God that needs to be feared on top of being reverenced. When we look at this strong concordance in the Hebrew of what fear was used for in the Bible, it breaks it down into a few different definitions here. The thing is, with the Hebrew, they didn't have a lot of words in their language, so there's a lot of meanings for these few words. Uh, One of them is fear, terror, fearing. Another one is awesome or terrifying thing, an object causing fear. Fear of God, respect, reverence, piety, piety, I mean, (laughs) and revered, revered. So when we look at those things, obviously he's a God that we need to reverence. He's a God that we need to respect. Uh, He needs to be revered, but he's also an object that needs to be feared. He's big, he's powerful, and he can be terrifying. We're going to look at these Old Testament examples of such. We're going to look at Korath, uh, Dathan, and Abram. 
they questioned and they tried Moses and Aaron's God-given authority, and, and they rebelled against them even refusing to meet with them when summoned regarding the matter. The Lord used the ground beneath their feet to swallow them up for the people that offered incense to the Lord, 250 people were then killed by that same fire and also the people began to murmur and God killed 14,700 via a plague. So when we look at that, that God had swallowed up Koran, Dathan, and Abram and his family. He had burned 250 people and he had killed 14,700 people via a plague for murmuring. See, the thing is, God is a God of justice and swift justice and righteous anger and righteous judgment. He is a God that loves us. He is a God that cares for us. He is merciful and he's a God of peace, but he is also a God of judgment. We see in Sodom and Gomorrah the story that he had destroyed the city because of the great sin that they were committing. We see the Old Testament flood. God pretty much hit the restart button with that one. But you see, God's judgment still took place. Of course, he loved his creation. He loved the people, but he's a God that needs to be revered. He's a God that needs to be feared. And he's a God that needs... To be treated with respect. So a lot of times people, they try to water that down. Like, how can I be fearful of something that I love? Well, you look to your father um, or your parents. Any, There's got to be someone in your life that you look up to. They love you, you love them. But you know if you act out of line that there's there's going to be um, you're going to have to answer for that. There's going to there's gonna be, one would say, a fear. It's almost a a scariness. You're, you're, you're scared to, to do this because of the consequences and how they may react. And I believe God has that same love towards us and that same judgment, so we should be fearful of the things that we do. Obviously, we're covered by His blood, and obviously, we're in a different place right now, a time of mercy, and we're covered by His blood, but He is still a God of truth and, and righteous judgment. He doesn't handle well with sin. He he hates sin. When we see the New Testament example, Ananias and Sapphira, they lied to God's Holy Spirit and man about the lie, the land that they sold, they lied to Peter by withholding money that was supposed to be given to the Lord. And God smote them dead. He smote um, Ananias first. And then Sapphira, they both had given an opportunity to tell the truth, and they both lied to the Holy Spirit and Peter. And they were smitten dead where they stood. The people then began to fear the Lord. A lot of times we're, we're lacking in that, and then that fear uh, uh, w based on the things that we're doing. Obviously, he's gonna. God is a God. If we come to true repentance, he will forgive us. His blood covers and washes all. But we need not to forget that he is a God of righteous judgment and we need to fear the consequences for the things that we do. There's long-term consequences for everything we do. You know, it's blotted, it's blotted um, by God's blood, but long-term consequences even on this earth, we, we have to usually accept and respond to the repercussions of our sins. 
So if you thought those incidences were bad, well, God has been storing up his righteous anger and judgment for some quite some time now. And those that go against him and his word will be purged. And his judgment is swift and harsh to those that live a life of sin. And I know sin, it's a dirty word, but it's true. The book of Isaiah and Revelation talk about it. His judgment soon to come regarding the end times. We see in Isaiah chapter 13 verses 19, chapter 13 verse 66, 15, 16, and 24. Revelation chapter 16, verse 2 and 3. Romans chapter 2, verse 5. Zephaniah chapter 1, verse 14 through 18. Uh, I know I might have been speaking kind of fast, so maybe rewind, pause it, but go read those scriptures, and it talks about God's judgment that is soon to come. He uses words in those verses like burning anger, cup of wrath, anger, fierce wrath, seven bowls of wrath <laughs> if you thought one was bad enough there's seven more to go with it um trod and trampled with his wrath i trod down the people in my anger and made them drunk in my wrath and those are just some of the words that he has used to describe his wrath and the things that are going to take place and the things that he's going to do if you thought the things he did in the old testament uh, towards his people that, that disobeyed him, that sinned and, and did things contrary to his word. And if you, you thought he did things bad then, what's going to come later is that much worse. So we, even if we are saved, even if we have God's blood and God's covering applied to our lives, we just need to have a have a surety that we're not sleeping and that, that we're not just continuing to go about doing whatever we want you know, foregoing and taking advantage of God and his blood, because the thing is you can't take advantage of God. God knows your heart and God knows what you're doing. We need to fear the creator. We need to fear what's to come and we need to reverence who he is, not take advantage of his blood by continuing to sin, continuing to do it and thinking there's no consequence because there is, you know, we turn away from our wicked ways, not God, I'm sorry, I'm going to turn away and then start right back over again. No, we've got to stop what we're doing. We need to wake up, not be distracted, not doing our will, but we need to wake up and do God's will. And part of that is is to fear the Lord. You know, if, if you're spiritually sleeping, I don't know anything else that's going to wake you up but the fear of the Lord. And then obviously once the fear has you gripped and that you're holding on to that, then eventually God's love will pour in and you'll want to do the things of God. But I feel like fear is an anchor, one would say. The Jews used a word in regards to the fear of God, and that was Yerat Adonai or Yerat Shamayim. These words in English meant fear of heaven. Now, why would the Jews say that fear of heaven? Because the one that had created it all was their God. And all that he is was there residing there. There's a, there's a, there's a fear to that. Fear of heaven. It's, I believe it's going to be a place, a blissful paradise. We're going to be loving each other. It's a time of no sickness, no disease. We're going to be loving God. 
but there's also going to be a fear behind that as to if we're not listening, you know, Satan, you know, he did what he wanted and there was consequences for that. He was cast out of heaven. He was a mighty archangel that gave the Lord praise. He was actually an angel of praise. And he was cast out of heaven. He wanted to do his own thing and he lacked a fear of God. So let that sink in. Fear of heaven. And I know last week I, I talked about God's covering and his mercy. Um, I'll actually, it was about two weeks ago. And, and God made this, this covering being his blood. He died on the cross for our sins so we could have a chance to be under perfection. We had a chance to, to get it right to be with him. So we mess up, we're covered by his blood, but we turn away from the thing that we just did. And we continue to try to do better. And God's love eventually changes us and transforms us. And we become better and better and better. We're still not perfect, but we get closer towards the mark. And God makes up the difference. That all starts with fear, fearing the Lord. You know, there's something about even being, imagine people in the Old Testament, the New Testament, when they saw even parts of who God was when they were within one would say the, the holy of holies when they were before God it, there there was a there was a a shakiness there there was almost like a fear the God that made the heavens and the earth the the beginning and the end the God of in, infinity that's not even a word but the, a, an infinite God that created everything that has no bound that's omnipresent which is everywhere omniscient which is all-knowing and omnipotent which is all-powerful before them even in a small amount that is a fearful thing to behold so let us not forget the fear of the Lord you know when when God was in the garden of Gethsemane he, he had sweated blood he was praying so earnestly and for hours and he sweated blood. Why was that? Because he was about to take on the sin of all man and he took God's righteous anger and judgment. He took the judgment of all our past sins and all our future sins. He took our judgment, the later and the former. So there's a judgment for the things that we do. We are only spared because of Jesus, but let's not take advantage of Jesus. We need to live a changed life because if God knows we're trying to play this thing, if God knows that we're you know, just doing whatever we want and he knows our heart, we're not going to make it. This is a scary time we're living in. This is We're living out revelation, one might say, so we need to stay focused and focused on God and his will in our lives. So he took it all. Let's not forget that he took the full wrath of God for sinners like you and I. And his divine wrath is not some phenomena of Old Testament, but it's a certainty of biblical prophecy. It's going to happen. Are we ready? It says in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 27, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death 
Job chapter 28, verse 28 says, And unto a man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and depart from evil is understanding. And to depart from evil is understanding. So the fear of the Lord and, and a mighty reverence of the Lord and, and a respect of the Lord, of who he is, that is a good thing. That is the beginning of wisdom. That's the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise this instruction, despise this warning. They, they depart from understanding and, and turning away from evil, which is what we need to do. And the beginning of fear is to do that. It pulls us away from this 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 evil in this dark world. The fear of the Lord is what grabs, grapples us and pulls us out. And then the love will keep us. I don't know about you, but I don't I definitely don't want to die physically, spiritually, and forever. That's three deaths. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. So if you've taken anything from what's been spoken or what we've talked about is don't forget God is a God to be feared. Let's not forget that. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. But I also fear you, Jesus. You are a God of righteous judgment. You are a God who is tired of sin, who abhors sin. You are a God that wants his people to live right and to follow after you. God, I pray right now that whoever's listening to this right now, that, that that sinks into their heart, that they not forget that you are a God of righteous judgment and you have this righteous anger that's being built up. We are spared by your love. We are spared by your mercy and your grace and your blood. But without you, we would not make it. Without you, we wouldn't even have a chance. God, I thank you, Lord, for what you've done and what you're doing right now. I pray, Lord, that we pick up the call and we move towards the mark. We make disciples. We go and spread the word. And I pray that your will be done in all that we do. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. And I um, didn't mention it on the second episode. I did on the first. And that is, if you go to upci.org, it will give you a, a spot where you type in your zip code. And from there... It will direct you to a close by UPCI church, just in case you're interested. There's a lot of truth there. There's a there's a powerful spirit of God there. I guarantee you, if you go, you you would leave changed. So go, give it a shot if you haven't, and uh, if you've got a Bible, read it. There's more truth there. And um, I guess we'll go ahead and put this podcast to a close. And. Uh, I thank you all for listening once again, and have a good one.